Do you think we should do an experiment and AI ourselves into the Met Gala? <laughs> um, if you look at a picture of it, it goes over the face. It looks very like cyberpunk almost. They're out of made up word. I'll make one too. Um, yeah, it's harder than it <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I am Ariel, also known as a wandering orc and never skip game day. And I'm Danny Dutch, also known as Danny Dutch TV. And here we are back on uh, Sisters Processing, 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 Processing. <laughs> where we talk about tech life, tech life, whatever that is. Uh, and before we get into our main topic today, which I do not want to spoil I don't know what it is yes. I am just no, Danny. <laughs> in the dark as you all are yeah Danny's going into it not knowing a thing uh but Danny do you have any kind of uh tech news or anything that you would like to talk about or even just reviews movie reviews music anything like that so I I do actually have a kind of big piece of tech news I'm sure you've already heard it it's been going all all around the internet all week a man named Jeffrey Hinton, who has been called the godfather of AI, quit his job at Google to speak out about the dangers of AI. So this isn't so far off uh, the things that we've been talking about the past few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people coming out with warnings. Nothing is slowing down. Um, yeah. You know, he says that basically it's going to change the way society functions and also... Uh -huh. Uh, it's accelerating at a rate much faster than he initially thought. He thought it would take like 50 to 60 years. And obviously that has proven to be untrue. So, yeah. uh, you know, he's concerned about loss of jobs. He's concerned about um, people not being able to believe what they see on the Internet. Yeah. So all concerns we've heard before. But what do you think about that? I think you're not going to like today's topic. <laughs> Oh, it's no. not going to make you feel better. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, um, I also think it's a little bit sad that AI just lost its godfather. Oh, that is I sad. Guess. So I'm sorry, AI, for yeah, that. Yeah, so if anything happens to AI's parents, godfathers yeah. rejected you, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's really <laughs> I don't know how that works. really so sad. Um, godfather says you're a problem <laughs> and does and, not want to be in your life. And Damn. you're disowned. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's that's pretty rough. So, um. So that's pretty much how I feel on the subject. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he's not, I mean, things are definitely, there are a lot of social issues that we have not yet addressed. And, it's true. Uh, and continue to not address that will have to be addressed in the next few years. Uh, so, But it'd be, it's a shame that we have to address it retroactively and we can't proactively, you know, put systems in place to prevent these issues yeah there is I do believe that I read oh man correct me if I'm wrong but I think I read on NPR the other day that Kamala Harris is meeting with AI experts to like talk about things um it was again I just very cursory read mm -hmm. not anything that I dove into because something else caught my eye instead yes that AI is helping people connect on dating apps and I was like oh <laughs> so, <laughs> um I'm very again very easily distractible but uh wow I went from reading about how uh 
one of the leaders of our country is meeting about AI to just like completely going into another article about AI. This is a weird time that we live in. <laughs> it really is. Uh, and everything kind of bleeds together because this also leads into another story. The Met Gala uh, happened oh. last week. Did you, first of all, did you look at any of the, the news around it, the fashion? What did you think of that? Let's get that out of the I way did first. See I did see a bit of news. I tend to not pay attention to the Met Gala and stuff because as far as I'm aware, like celebrities are dressed. It's not like they pick their clothes. Right. So I'm like, oh, well, you didn't you didn't pick that. So I'm unimpressed. So that's a good However, point. I mean, they look fabulous, but they are essentially walking billboards. And I try to avoid advertising. That said, though, and except advertising, I like I should probably clarify that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that said, I think I may know the story that you're about to say. So please do continue. OK, well, I'll just get into it then. So uh, Selena Gomez was mm-hmm. spotted at the Met Gala this past weekend. Um, looking fabulous. Looking amazing. You know, had a really yeah. beautiful blue gown on uh, mm-hmm. it, the photos of her went wild. She hasn't been to a Met Gala since 2018. Um, so it's been a few years since she's been in the Met Gala. So the pictures yeah. popped off. One Twitter post of her got 14 million views, 26K retweets, and 300,000 likes and kept gaining traction, right? So mm-hmm. it was really going viral. Turns out she wasn't actually there. It was all AI. <laughs> yep. It was just somebody posting a picture of her in like a three-year-old dress from some other per- that some other person had worn to the Met Gala like years ago, yep. right? Yep. I think what's interesting about this is I also read that it was the most popular like fashion photo from the Met Gala out of all of the dresses and it wasn't even real. That is <laughs> like, so crazy. Yeah, it was the one that popped the hardest on Twitter and people were like, "Oh my god, I love it." And I loved it, you know. Yeah. And the second one I think was worn by Anne Hathaway or something but at that point it's old news like I'm sorry you lost to a deep fake so <laughs> yeah yes yeah, so the original dress the blue dress was worn by Lily James at the 2022 Met Gala I don't know who that is do you know who that is no I have no idea who that is <laughs> yeah so you know I guess that's why this dress wasn't recognized to begin with but also to that designer, I'm sure they're absolutely stoked that Selena Gomez is now wearing this dress and endorsing yeah. their brand. Uh, how Selena Gomez feels about it, I don't know. Um, I, if I were her, I'd be feeling pretty weird. Like, it's a very, like, it's a very model-esque perfect picture, mm-hmm. but otherwise it's a very convincing picture. Yeah. I would feel weird, like, knowing that somebody could put me anywhere they wanted. In anything they wanted at any time. Yes. So. That aspect of it is weird. Yeah. But the there's a very flattering aspect to it, I guess, as well, I guess. She didn't she doesn't even have to go to these events and she's still like the top girl. You know, I think it's she's true. the she's the most followed woman on Instagram. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. But also I think that she's really lucky that it was done by a fan and she didn't wind up on the worst dress list. That's true. That's true. So, they made her look good. It, it did. Like, it It really did. Like, to be fair, the fake photo of her, she freaking rocked that dress. Yes. <laughs> but so did the original person who wore it. And how do you think that you would feel if you were the original person who wore the dress? Oh, and nobody knew who you were and yeah. nobody cared. And Poor then Lily James. I don't. <laughs> yeah. 
on one hand, it's like, okay, now my name is being brought up again. That's great. On the other hand, yeah. my name is being brought up, followed by who? <laughs> That's yes. not good. It doesn't feel good. Um, yeah. I will say she looked amazing in the original dress. Oh, yeah. Uh, she also looked amazing. Picture, so shout out yeah. to Lily James. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I would be offended. Wherever you are. I, I would be so offended. Way. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it wouldn't make me feel great nope. <laughs> if somebody did that, but you know what? This is just another example of weird times. So Yeah. And you know, know it's what funny. It What's funny about the Met Gala is that the outfits are so crazy. You could pretty much put Selena Gomez in anything. Like uh, mm -hmm. the wildest dress you could imagine. And no one would even second guess it. So yeah. You know, I don't follow the Met Gala closely. I'll see pictures of, you know, the most popular outfits pop up in my feed afterwards. But I just kind of, you know, scroll through briefly. If I had seen that picture of Selena Gomez without knowing it was AI, it would have tricked me. Because I would have yeah, been oh, scrolling oh, yeah. through so fast. I think it tricked a lot of people. It tricked me. I mean, like, well, I was looking at an article saying it was fake, so it didn't trick mm -hmm. me in that way. But it would have. Like, if I was just looking at it, I would have been like, boop -ba doo And I probably wouldn't have, like, thought much of it. Yeah. But in not in like a bad way, but it definitely would have been like, oh, I absorb this. I have intaken this into this. That That is real. And then just like kept scrolling. So. Do you think we should do an experiment and AI ourselves into the Met Gala? <laughs> it, um, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> you are. I think <laughs> this might need to happen. I will say. I will not rock that dress as well as Selena Gomez, but we can put ourselves in something crazy. Like you said, yeah, anything can happen. Anything can happen at the Met Gala. We just need to know their theme in advance and then like sell it. Uh -huh. We can do this. We can do this. Um, put, we'll create no. our own content of like the best dressed at the Met Gala and then just yeah. sneak ourselves in there in between all the yeah. other actual celebrities. Yeah, we have to make up a fancy sounding designer. Ah. Uh. But, like, something that really fits. Beetroot gummies. Yes, we will be wearing the new beetroot gummies. <laughs> I have a collection. jar of beetroot gummies in front of me, and uh, oh. that was the inspiration for that. Yes. So, uh, so be on the lookout for the beetroot gummies collection. <laughs> Met Gala, and then Met Gala Danny and I will, of course, be... 2024. We'll be rocking that. And well. you know it's going to blow up on Twitter. It'll be the most popular thing ever. And then someone can deepfake Selena Gomez wearing our beetroot gummies <laughs> outfits. <laughs> and then that'll blow up even more. And then people Full will be circle. like, who? And then, yeah, <laughs> it'll be great. Yeah, I love it. Good yeah, plan. So let's do that. That sounds like a plan to me. Good plan. <laughs> do you have any tech news or things that you want to talk about this week? I do. I do. This one's going to be a review. Ooh. And it's going to be not a movie review, but a music review. So okay. a friend of mine sent me this incredible metal band called Bloodywood. And they Sounds are... Sounds wholesome. Yes. <laughs> actually, they surprisingly are. So they're oh. an Indian folk metal band. And their lyrics are some of the best lyrics I've ever seen in metal they're really like i don't know how else to say it like really in tune with society okay. <laughs> and they care about people and they also like are metal as hell so anyone who is a metal fan out there definitely check out bloody wood <laughs> i think they're on a u.s tour right now wow uh, but i missed their show unfortunately what but, a what a complicated 
concept just as a whole. It's, it's metal, it's bloody, oh. it's uh, wholesome. <laughs> they care yeah. about people. That's uh, awesome. No joke. Like some of the nicest bands I've ever seen in concert were metal bands. Wow. So yeah, they're just, they love people. They're always like, we love you guys. You're the best. You're so awesome. And then they're, they're like, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's amazing. Like you, when you think about it though, they're getting out like their aggression or whatever, what have you, in a really healthy way, mm-hmm. right? Through music yeah. and art. So then they could just be nice to everybody. That so, makes sense, actually. They have, yeah. they have a healthy outlet to express themselves. Sometimes. Yeah. And one of the things that I love about Bloodywood is they also mix like traditional dance in with their music videos and stuff. Like, so it's definitely, they're honestly just incredible. They also have an amazing sense of humor. Mm. <laughs> they will pull on memes and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm a, Aww, big, that's super fun. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Nice. I'll have to check them out. <laughs> also, I guess in tech news, the Dune Part 2 trailer was finally released. Really? Uh, yeah. Did you watch the first one? I did not. I have some catching yeah. up to do. I watched it on HBO, I think, was what it was streaming on at the time. And I loved it, but I also read the book, Dune. I haven't read any of the other books in the series, just Dune, because I felt like it was complete to me and I'm like oh I'm done oh <laughs> so, okay so so yeah, like, with that being said do you even want to see a sequel uh yeah because the first movie only told like part of the story oh, <laughs> and then they okay. just like ended it and everyone was like well what, what where's the rest and oh. so I am truly looking forward to this because I thought they did a fantastic job on the world building in the first movie mm-hmm. so the second one comes out in November so that's exciting that's not so far um, off you know what yeah I'm glad I waited I'm glad you did too. Now I don't have to wait. That's the thing. I couldn't recommend the movie to people because I'm like, oh, it's just going to leave you on a real, like, oh, that's unfinished kind of note. So, (laughs) yeah. um, But I'm not watching the trailer. I don't watch movie trailers anymore. Right. I don't either. Spoils too much. I know. They all just, they tell everything. Maybe this one wouldn't, but I've been, I've been like, I've had too many like Marvel movies ruin the entire plot for me. Yes. (laughs) Yes yeah so so that's exciting um also did you ever play breath of the wild oh yeah you know that's funny you just reminded me because there's a second game coming out there is that was my next little bit of news on may 12th (laughs) i'm very excited that's awesome you know i never actually finished the first one um and so it needs i it deserves a proper playthrough and then i'll have to jump into the second one if I can wait. Uh, I, you know what is really weird? I feel like Breath of the Wild is kind of like Skyrim in the sense that you can just enjoy it and play the crap out of it and not finish it. Really? If you want. Like, you're not the only person I know that has not finished it and just loved that game. Oh, yeah. So. No, I absolutely loved it. It's just, it's so massive. Um, yes. It's just a lot to tackle. That's really, I. but I'm excited for the second one. What do you hope to see from it? I hope that they keep, and I think they will. A lot of the physics-based interactions were my favorite. I loved just being able to like run around the world and like throw things at other things and like see what happened in a chain <laughs> reaction kind of thing. So that's very fun. But my main thing is exploration. So if they allow me to explore in a really organic way, like they did in the first one, yep, I'm there for that. I'm very excited to see it and see all the changes that they make. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they add. Nintendo tends to do, I think, not. They, I feel like they don't do Zelda sequels all that often. 
right, but they do an amazing job when they do. It does tend to be when they do sequels to games, they do tend to like get different with them. Mm -hmm. So we shall see. I mean, was Majora's Mask technically a sequel to Ocarina of Time? They're so different. I like you said, it's it's all in the same story. <laughs> yeah, same. I think it's the same hero, maybe. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's still Link. Um, I think a lot of the games are Link, and oh, I think yeah, they I just, are. They are chronological. They have some sort of order to right, them. Right, but he's like reborn through time. Yeah, right? and the so I think, gameplay of each game is pretty different. I think. Yeah. So I think when I was saying the same hero, I meant like, is he this the exact same? Ah, uh, gotcha. From Ocarina oh, of Time. Good question. I, I don't do think not so. know the answer to that. <laughs> I don't think so. But if anyone knows, let us know. Yeah. Yeah, please do. <laughs> Educate I us. I would like to know the answer to that. I feel like I've looked up, like you said, chronological like orders of it before. Mm -hmm. And then I like look at the chart and I don't know if I'm just too distractible for it. And then I just like, I look at it and I'm like, just zone out. Yeah. Blaze over and move on. And I'm like, I guess I'll just play the games instead <laughs> and not worry about the order of the universe. And yeah. I don't know. No, it's a lot. Uh, so speaking of gadgets, not speaking of gadgets, I, I actually, did you hear about the Dyson air purifying headphones that just came out for sale? It sounds familiar, but tell me more about them. All right. So it looks like they have a band on the head, like normal headphones. Okay. Uh, and then they have one that I guess it like, I don't know if it slides down or what, but if you look at a picture of it, it goes over the face. It looks very like cyberpunk almost. And uh -huh. it like purifies the air that is coming like that is around your face without actually touching your face. Cause they're trying to avoid like mask stuff. Uh -huh. Probably mask me. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I know masks make me break out anyway. Yeah. But, uh, so I think they're trying to like avoid that kind of stuff. It's for people who live in like polluted cities. It's, it's not just air pollution. It's noise pollution. Cause they're also noise canceling headphones. Wow. But, and I'm not like actually advertising this. I just found them really fascinating. <laughs> and I think they're like, <laughs> So I'm going to throw a number out here. I don't have it written down, but I think they're like $949. Wow. They're, they're That's not what pricey. I was expecting. Yeah, they're very Dyson. Everything Dyson is pretty expensive. I would actually recommend if you get the chance, and anyone listening, if you get the chance, like go look up the actual Dyson page for these headphones. Yeah. Because I did it uh, just out of curiosity, and I was not expecting them to have put quite so much engineering thought into it. <laughs> Even on the band on the head, they took inspiration from horse saddles and redistributing weight oh. to the sides of the head rather than the top. Just like a whole bunch of little things in there like that. And I was yeah. like, I was not expecting to be able to pay more attention to this Dyson engineering headphone write-up than I can the chronological order of the Zelda series. <laughs> so, <laughs> Do you have any interest in trying out these headphones? Are you going to be dropping $900 anytime soon? Probably not anytime soon, yeah. but if somebody was like, hey, I have these headphones, and it turns out I got a different pair, and I don't want these anymore, like, I think I would wear them around. Yeah. They look pretty cool. I don't know how much I need the air purifying aspect, the air in my... My city's pretty good, uh -huh. but uh, I think I would look cool. And then I wouldn't have to like line my lips or anything. You just kind of like right, just go tilt out. it down. <laughs> have a little camouflage. You have to worry about your eyes. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I don't know. I think I'd be, I'd be into it, I think. I would definitely try them. Yeah, I mean, that's cool that they are uh, providing an alternative to, you know, masks. No one really enjoys wearing those, I don't think. 
Um, there might be that one person. <laughs> just like, it's not me. <laughs> yeah. Who's just like, man, it's just the best. And I understand like, it is actually kind of nice to have, like when I put on a mask, I feel like nobody sees me. And that's right. Like, There's that like sort of <laughs> yeah. anonymity. I think that's mm-hmm. also a problem too. Uh, oh yeah. That's fair. That's like actually... It's fine um, for if you're a good person, but there's some bad people out there that take advantage of that, I think. Uh, oh, and yeah, like if you're just not, you know, not feeling yourself that day, you, could just, <laughs> you know, we could, you know, it's funny. We could do that this entire time before these I know. became a big trend. You could literally just, yeah. you know, put on a mask, a big old hat and hide your face from the sun. And like, that's always an option. It's always been an option. But now we have yeah. extra options for the Dyson headphones. Not sponsored. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yep. Not, no, not sponsored, but very interesting. Go read their product page. Just do it. Yes. <laughs> like, it's just fascinating. Uh, wasn't expecting all that. So I really enjoyed that in particular. And that about does it for tech news and reviews. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to leave a like, follow, and comment to be part of the conversation because at the end of each episode, we read back your feedback. Ooh, that rhymed. I like that. Uh, feedback, feedback. <laughs> feedback read back time that's the new one <laughs> feedback read back time beautiful yep. so don't forget to leave a comment and we put out new episodes every other week on tuesdays at 5 a.m eastern standard time and we do expect you to wake up at 5 a.m eastern <laughs> standard time every other tuesday uh-huh. to watch our videos that may or may not be on time <laughs> because sometimes we do have technical issues <laughs> while we're rendering this is true um, but but have, you better wake up for it anyway <laughs> you, you better be there and you better yeah. be sitting waiting for that notification uh we did yep. switch to bi-weekly to give ourselves a little more time and because we yeah. you know we want to make sure these episodes are the best quality possible for you and that kind of takes a lot of time and research so until we grow a little bit more we're gonna do bi-weekly so set your alarms yeah we're like santa we'll know <laughs> we'll know um, uh santa not not creepy at all okay so <laughs> from there i guess we can transition into our main topic do you have a guess of what you think today's main topic is going to be something about ai something about darkness something about skynet i don't know it it could be all of the above. <laughs> it could be could be none of the above. It's definitely AI. So uh, today I would love to tell you how AI can now non-surgically read your dirty thoughts, Ooh, or at least just the dirty ones. Interpret language. <laughs> well, <laughs> it can interpret language patterns in your brain. Uh, <laughs> so, so this is a really fascinating um, sort of uh, new take on this technology. It is coming out of the University of Austin in Texas, and they are using fMRI machines to read uh, people's brain patterns as they listen to podcasts, essentially. Interesting. (laughs) Yes, uh, that is how they have trained the AI, was by having them read this podcast called The Moth Radio Hour. And they would be in the fMRI scanners for up to 16 hours listening to that podcast and the... AI would essentially be, I believe, transcribing everything. Uh-huh. And then eventually they started getting like a feel for it. So are you aware of what... Transcribing all of your thoughts? Yeah, I think probably if I had to guess, I would say transcribing the... Or they probably had transcriptions for the entire podcast mm-hmm. that they then had like... Since they were like training them and then they were collecting the brain patterns. 
as the participants sat in chairs and like seeing what corresponded to what words yeah. as they happened. And from there, they were able to create some patterns. Do you, are you familiar with fMRI machines at all? Is, so is that the one where you, they slide you into a little tube or is it the one with the wires on the head? It's the tube. Ah. They got a big old tube and they're throwing you in. Okay. And then they're like, don't move. Yes. I've seen all. that. I've <laughs> yes. seen that on television. Yeah. So, uh, so fMRI for those that don't know, um, I did a little bit of research on it. I, I was familiar with what an MRI machine was, but I don't think I was super familiar with an fMRI machine. And they do have a difference in the way that they actually sort of parse the data coming out of your body but I won't get into that at the moment. <laughs> so uh, fMRI stands for Functional Magnetic Resonance Imaging. And it does allow researchers to see what parts of the brain are active during certain input events. Uh, and it can help researchers understand how the brain works and help them understand how certain diseases may alter brain functions and things like that. So they're hugely useful. Um, and here's a fun fact for you. This is actually based on anecdotal experience. Are you Ooh, ready for this? Yes. <laughs> okay. So they are very expensive to buy and run in the U.S. Uh, and so expensive, in fact, that sometimes MRI trainer devices are used on participants to get them used to the noise and the space requirements of an MRI machine so they don't get claustrophobic during uh, the research because it would just be so expensive, like during a real fMRI session. Wow. So, and I only know that because I used to work at a company that supplied them. <laughs> so, ah, I see. Yeah. Well, yeah, and uh, it sounds like the participants are in there for, did you say 16 hours? How long? In, in this case, uh, NPR, I believe it was, or The Guardian, I would saw it in both places. Uh, they were in there up to 16 hours. <sighs> yeah. So I don't know if it was 16 hours straight. I'm sure they took breaks. Mm -hmm. I mean, or they hooked them up to a really awesome bedpan. I don't know how that worked. <laughs> it's <laughs> but, too far for science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someday AI will take care of that <laughs> right now. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So the output of this entire experiment is that, you know, the fMRI scans, while they are not as instantaneous as uh, surgical implants that are being used in other research to help read brain patterns. So they're not as instantaneous. There is a lag time, um, but they are fairly good at figuring out what words people are thinking of huh. now based on this. So normally due to the fMRI delay, um, the delay is too large to be used as a real-time reflection normally, but that's where the AI comes in. So the AI actually makes up for that delay. So that's what why this tech is like, it honestly just hit the news like days ago. Wow. Well, as of when we're recording this yes, podcast. Yes. Dr. Alexander Huth, Huth, I'm not quite sure how to say it, a neuroscientist who led the work at the University of Austis, of Texas at Austin said, we were kind of shocked that it works as well as it does. I've been working on this for 15 years. So it was shocking and exciting when it finally did work. Do you think his employers were kind of upset to hear that? They're like, wait, you've been doing experiments for 50, for 15 years. You didn't even think it would work? Um, I kind of hope so. Like, I sort of <laughs> hope that was one of those offhand comments that afterwards he was like, oh, can you not print that? Can you, wait, where are you going? Did you, did you write that record, down? Huh? <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty funny, though, where they're like, what have we been funding for 15 years? I'm shocked that this works as well as it does. Like, I love that he admitted that. 
Yeah, like you sold us on this pretty hard, bud. What's going on? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so researchers are very excited to have a non-invasive way to interpret what's going on mm. in the brain. Would you like an example of sort of a an output of the the AI translating things to like the input of what the user was hearing? Yes, please. Okay, so uh, again, this is a quote from NPR here. So if a participant heard the phrase, I didn't even have my driver's license yet, the decoded version might be, she hadn't even learned to drive yet. And this is all just from people thinking, all right? <laughs> this isn't, nobody's saying anything to the AI out loud. It's, uh -huh. just, it's just reading their, their language patterns at this point. Um, it could also paraphrase words a person imagined saying and get language descriptions of a participant watching a video, which is wild. <laughs> like, that's crazy. So it really, I wonder if it really could say, like, try to describe dream imagery, or if we don't even have mm. words that could adequately describe a lot of dream imagery at this point. Yeah, that's... It does get pretty bonkers. <laughs> right, because that falls outside of, you know, the structure, of the rules of everyday life. Right. Um, that's, and so far, this research has been based on consciousness. So Yeah. My first initial thought, if they were listening to our podcast, is it going to hurt our feelings? <laughs> if they give honest feedback. Uh, you mean like if, if a person thought a thing like, <laughs> wow, this is, I can, I can only pay as much attention to this as the Zelda chronological timeline. <laughs> and then like, and then the AI actually outputs that yeah. accurately. I hurt I mean, my feelings. It would hurt. It would hurt my feelings a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. But uh, but I would also be like, wow, cool. They're listening to our pro our podcast in a weird AI research experiment. That so. is funny. I wonder how they picked the podcast. Um, I am not entirely familiar with the Moth Radio Hour. It was a thing that I had meant to look up and then forgot. I think it's some. I'm gonna look it up right now. Older, more established podcast. So it would make sense if they did that. Then they could have transcripts for it. Okay, the Moth Radio Hour uh, features our most beloved tales and stories behind the stories. The series Ooh. debuted in 2009 and is now airing on more than 500 stations nationwide. The Moth Radio Hour is co-produced by these random people. Um, is Lily James in there? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they forgot about her too, poor, oh, poor girl. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it looks like it's a, a storytelling sort of podcast. So that makes sense. And it's been around since 2009. So as you mentioned, might have a lot of transcripts that they can pull from. Yeah. And also if it's, a, if it does cover a wider range of stories, then they would be able to train the AI pretty well, I would think. I mean, and it would be an interesting podcast. It sounds like to listen to for 16 hours. Yeah. So. If you got to pick one. Sounds like they have a I lot mean, of stories to choose from. So Yeah. So that sounds like all pretty good. I am curious, does this, any of this sort of, I'm going to, it's, it's, I know it's not technically mind reading technology, but it feels like it to me, yep. but they are saying that it's not. Um, but is, does any of it like cause any concerns for you? Or are you excited about it? You know, I think it's inevitable. Right, I think this mm -hmm. is going to happen, <laughs> much to the surprise of the researcher running it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it works. I don't know. It just works. <laughs> Who knew? I can't believe it worked. <laughs> I think there's some really cool 
uh, aspects as far as accessibility is concerned and disabilities and people who, you know, maybe they're paralyzed, they can't mm-hmm. speak even. They Maybe they can do it through thoughts. Like someone in a coma even, you could maybe mm-hmm. communicate with oh, them yeah. a little bit better. Um, so I think that's kind of cool. Uh, that's brilliant. I didn't even think about the coma aspect. Yeah. I think, you know, obviously there's probably some more nefarious uses for this technology. I could see advertising, having a field day with it, you know. Yes. You're thinking, oh, it's cold outside. Here's a bunch of jackets that you might want. And that connects to your smartphone and your Apple Watch and all these, whatever gadgets we have in our body at that time, Neuralink. Basically, all (laughs) (laughs) I could see advertising really taking advantage of this uh, and... To get into the more dark triad types of people, uh, they could use your thoughts against you in better manipulation. So Mm -hmm. that's unfortunate. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's a, but you brought up an excellent, excellent point about it being used for, because actually this, one of the, the key points of this even being developed and also with, um, other products that are being developed along these lines are specifically for experimental communication for paralyzed people. That's what people are trying, trying to do this for. Mm-hmm. Um, it has beautiful, beautiful aspirations. Yeah. I think the, <laughs> you brought up like the, the triad kind of thing. Um, it makes me think of like, like, I think those are legitimate concerns, but I can't help but immediately think of this old subreddit called Illuminati, <laughs> where it's like, they are f- fake, I guess, sort of like faux Illuminati enthusiasts, I suppose. So <laughs> Illuminati. Like, yes, Illuminati. So they'll see like there will be real Illuminati like regalia symbols in like a room or something like that. But they'll focus on like three dots mm. in the corner and like zoom in and circle it and then be like Illuminati. <laughs> like, it's That's just funny. it's a. It's it's a very misleading subreddit. I love it. Uh, it's a very single serving subreddit. I like popped in for a day, laughed a lot, still talk about it to this day and never went back. So <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I do think, you know, there are some, you think they would have a field day with this technology or I don't know specifically about that. I just like, anytime I think of like a dark force at work in the world i'm like illuminati gotcha gotcha they've ruined me yeah this is what happens i should clarify that the dark triad that i was talking about was the three um main characteristics the personality traits psychologically speaking that are red flags essentially so that being narcissism machiavellianism and psychopathy so Illuminati <laughs> <laughs> probably fits, but I just want to clarify that's what I was talking I about. I think Illuminati fits any scenario. I think if you are in a conversation, especially with your boss in a meeting, anything, and you just like scream out Illuminati, everyone's going to really appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, I, so, I wouldn't be mad at it. That's all I'm saying. I mean, yeah. I mean, you might be surprised. <laughs> a little bit. Would you be mad? A yeah, little confused I mean, maybe, but not mad. Yeah, probably not mad. <laughs> oh my God. Do you think the AI could read Illuminati properly from my brain? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. We have to test that. Oh man. I wonder how much like, like I wonder how much meme and internet slang like creeps into our brains and whether AI will be able to keep up with that in the future. Like it may be a future where here we go with another strange posit. Um, uh, 
where humans start creating a whole bunch of made up words like we mm-hmm. already do, but we do it at a more rapid pace just to sort of outstrip any mind reading technology that, that we have. That is funny. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It could happen. It could happen in the future. Like, let's say 15 years from now, apparently, <laughs> uh, we could be speaking completely differently than anything that we recognize right now. And it, that's like across languages. Just got to outsmart it. Yep. And just keep changing it. And then uh, maybe the AI could keep up. Maybe it wouldn't. <laughs> malware, anti-malware race, except we would be the malware. I love so, it. Yeah. We're going to lead this charge. Yeah, I'm down. We can just start start doing it now. Go ahead. Throw out a made-up word. I'll make one, too. Um, yeah, it's harder than it was. I like that. So if you, I'll take your, and I'll raise you. Uh, oh yeah um you know that noise you made the uh-huh. yeah makes me think i wonder if this technology would work on animals because i want to know what my little dog is oh thinking at all my times. god we're finally gonna get to know like what they're saying is it gonna be like up and they're just like food food bark bark or is oh. it gonna be like i bet okay but i have met aloy mm-hmm and she's a brilliant little baby with a heart of gold. Yes. I think that she probably thinks like really sunshiny thoughts and amazing things. Possibly some secret underground like <laughs> diabolical things. I don't know. <laughs> but but mostly I think the, the diabolicalness of it would be more of like manipulations to get humans to do whatever she wants. <laughs> she's, she's perfect. <laughs> she does have a pretty good uh, pouty face to get whatever she likes. Yeah. Uh, but... You know, she's entitled to her secrets. And I think that brings up a good point with this whole concept is that if you're, you know, you really need the consent of whoever you're using it on. Yes. And the researchers did say that this technology does not work if the participant is not willing. I don't know. That's interesting. What that means. (laughs) Uh, Have they tried? (laughs) They didn't go any more into detail than that. So that was literally what they said. I think they just said it to like calm people down. But then again, can we trust this researcher? Because they <laughs> apparently didn't even know if this was going to work when they pitched the idea. So. I don't know. Well, the whole um, thing's falling apart for me. I know. It's just like right before our eyes. Yeah. Um, even the researchers themselves, you know, they did actually have words of caution uh, regarding this, which is probably probably no surprise. So according to Dr. Huth uh, or Huth, Uh, who was an author of the study and an assistant professor of neuroscience and computer science at the University of Texas at Austin, um, as well as David Moses, who was a researcher for a different team uh, for experimental communication being developed for paralyzed people that actually had to do with like surgical implants, I believe. And that that team was led by Dr. Edward Chang. Uh, Both of those researchers cautioned at a technology that could read a word from a person's mind and emphasized that the focus needs to be held on helping people communicate in new ways. And I am paraphrasing between the things that both those researchers said, but they essentially like agreed with each other and added on. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. So it, in the purest sense of it, the new form of communication is absolutely like has astounding potential and is very exciting for like making a lot of people's lives better. Yes. And I think there's potential there outside of that too that is actually pretty exciting. Like 
can you imagine like, okay, so chat GPT, right? You put in a prompt and it gives you a thing, mm -hmm. right? Now imagine how much time you would save the muscles in your fingers if you could just think that prompt to it. Oh. You wouldn't even have to say it. You'd or, save. You even have to type you'd it. You'd save yeah. milliseconds. My goodness. Yeah, yeah. And then things could happen so, so, so fast. Yeah. Uh, and and then your your, I know that you'd be you'd be skipping like like finger bulk day, uh, right? Think but finger bulk. Finger bulk. What? What did you say? <laughs> I said finger bulk day. I don't know. I was trying to think oh, of like oh. workout terms. Obviously, this is not my world. Bulk day for <laughs> like, your fingers. Got it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you wouldn't wind up using your finger muscles anymore. But just like being able to think to a computer and have it like do all the things or whatever. Mm -hmm. And wow. You think eventually we'd just evolve to not have hands anymore? <sighs> is Star Trek right? Are we just going to be floating ethereal beings someday that have outstripped our own human forms? If you think about it evolutionarily speaking it does make sense you know we're replacing a lot of our needs for for doing anything to be honest I kind of envision a life like a uh, Wally you know where mm. it's just a bunch of people you know sitting in chairs eating watching things consuming things having robots and AI do everything for them uh you know I think there is definitely a future where some humans could kind of wither away. <laughs> that sounds But dark. our brains just get real big because <laughs> like, we just use those for everything. Inside. But our brains would deteriorate because AI would start thinking for us. Unless we're still causing the AI to think by saying like by imagining like musical compositions. And maybe a lot of people don't imagine full musical compositions on the regular. I'm sure there are, are people who do. Right. I mean, musicians. But, uh, but, but what if it actually like distorts? Like, because brains are very neuroplastic. What if our brains just start being like shaped differently? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I guess you know. To your point, some people are musicians. Some people are painters. Some people are mathematicians. What if they only use that one part of their brain? And then they become some sort of a subspecies of human. So we have the, these mathematicians versus the artists versus oh wow, gym people. Uh, like a subclassification <laughs> of human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because oh, AI oh, does be... all the rest for you. They do all the stuff no one wants to do. That's what they keep saying to make all the AI better is that AI will do the things that you don't want to do so you have more time to do the things that you want to do. They hmm. say that in a work context so that people don't freak out about losing jobs to AI yeah they're forgetting that in order for people to do the things they want to do they generally have to have money in today's society to do it yeah yeah <laughs> we'll think about that later when everyone's yeah broke. we'll think about that yeah like when we have to yeah like when we normally think about things but I do think that this does have some pretty exciting things though even just like for an AI to be able to read imagery from a person's mind and put it into words yeah. Pretty impressive. That is cool. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some days where I'm working on a project and I can see it all in my head, my head perfectly, but I just mm -hmm. can't put it into words. And I wonder if this could fix that. Yeah. I'm thinking something similar. I think that could be like a lot of like, you know, I'm, I know you're aware a lot of like 2d artists, painters, etc. They have a, they work their entire lives to get what's in their head mm -hmm. onto the paper or what have you. So I don't think that this will negate that effort 
in any way. I think it will just make it so that people can just like get over that hump Mm -hmm. and like continue on with creation. It could really save a lot of time. So it's bittersweet. It is. It's complicated. (laughs) It's definitely, I'm glad that the researchers are raising awareness that this could be used inappropriately. They need to make sure that the focus stays on appropriate uses, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I don't know. So that's pretty much it for today's topic. I just, I found this one fascinating. That is fascinating. And there's just so much, uh, so so many places this could go. Yes. I think, again, this technology of AI and researchers and et cetera, trying to read what the brain is saying is like that, that struggle is not necessarily new. I think what is new and exciting about this one, just to sum up, it's just that it's like it's non-surgical, it's non-invasive, mm-hmm. and it still does a, a pretty damn good job mm-hmm. of paraphrasing. And there are errors by the researchers' own admissions. There are errors, but but it really does a, a fairly fairly decent job. So, yeah, that's fascinating. Thank you, thank you for bringing this article to our attention. Um, yeah. To the audience, what do you think about this topic? Are you freaked out by the mind reading? Are you into it? <laughs> what do you hope to see? Let us know. Are you looking forward to more mind reading? <laughs> Did you think they didn't go far enough? <laughs> like what? <laughs> think of a number between you know. one and five right now. I'll I'll read your mind. Think about it. Okay. Think about it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Three. Yes. All right. I read your mind. I know. I I can hear you all at home screaming. Yes, you got it. So yeah, and that that was absolutely the correct answer. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I don't even need this technology. But for the rest of you, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. In, in our family, Danny is the fMRI machine <laughs> and the AI put together, but for the rest of you, you know, this, obviously you need this. Yeah. So it's, it's good stuff. <laughs> so. And now it is time for our questions portion of the pod. It's the feedback, read back. The feedback, read back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so overdramatic. So wrong for this. Um, my question so right, for you, know. <laughs> because you got into the Adobe Firefly demo, the beta. The beta of Adobe so, Firefly, which is yes, indeed. Um, an AI art generator that Adobe's put out. It's a newer yes. product. Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, my first thoughts are, and I should be completely open here. I haven't tried mid journey. I haven't really tried stable diffusion. I've been around when it's being used and like inputs and things like that. But so my first take on Adobe Firefly is it's extremely easy to use, which is excellent. It is very good at creating imagery that makes sense. So like my very first prompt was a man looking out over an ocean at a sunset with two suns with a moon in the background. And it did that. And it did it in like a painterly style and it did a beautiful job. Uh, and, but it had a much harder time when I was like, make, I was trying to describe an orc. Okay. Uh-huh. So I'm like, make a woman with green skin and a red mohawk and holding an axe and a wheel of cheese and with a fur tube top. It seemed like the more things that I added onto it, the more complicated it got. It could do a woman with green skin, no problem. It had a really hard time with bohawks and mohawks and any other like word form of that. And it had an issue with once it could get like green skin and a mohawk or a fohawk, it had a hard time making the fohawk red because it was like, yeah, but there's already green in this. Uh. So it was like, so there were some issues 
um, I would say it was probably similar to what people have said where chat GPT has a hard time multitasking. I think it's like more of those like sort of multitasking prompts where I'm asking it to do a lot of things to one image. So it does have kind of a hard time with that. I was also asking it for weird stuff, like put a wheel of cheese under the arm right? and they're holding an ax. Like it could do either one of those. I, I do actually have my pictures that I output from it, uh. but Overall, I would say first impressions, I was very impressed. I loved the text that they they have this sort of make imagery within a font text mm-hmm. generator. So you can like make text look like it's melting or it's hairy or it has like weird faces and axes and everything embedded in it, which of course I asked for as well. You know what? Just don't let me near text prompts, <laughs> I think. Uh, but... Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I'm really excited to see them integrate it into their software because mm-hmm. I just think it's going to make things magical. And it's also in the early stages as far as I'm aware. And also being trained off commercial use friendly uh, imagery is absolutely incredible, which means that when this does finally come out in its final form, you'll be able to use it for commercial use without being worried that you're going to get a copyright strike mm-hmm. or something like that. So that's also very exciting. I'm just excited about it all around. Very cool. I think. Yeah. Well, keep us posted on your thoughts and how it's evolving, but that's exciting. You know, the way, first of all, it's exciting that you were selected to be a part of it. <laughs> I was chosen. Not the first time. The second time oh. I had to submit two requests. The first you time should, I was ghosted as hard as chat, chat GPT. Yeah. Chat, it was like chat GPT all over oh, again. Man. But um, yeah, so they, I was like, so I want to use it for this and I want to do it for this. And there was like all these like legitimate businessy things. And then they're like, no. And then the second <laughs> one I was like, and I want to use it for uploading pictures to Instagram <gasps> and YouTube. And I want to do oh. like... I want to do game development, which was, I pretty much just said game development the first time with like some additional things. Uh-huh. They were like, nah. But once I started mixing in social media in there, they were like, you're in. Next day, bam, they you're want in. want a little publicity. Okay. okay. Maybe. Right. Maybe. Well, good to know. Keep us posted. Yeah. Post some images up maybe to your social media. <laughs> Give them what they want. And, yeah. Uh, Danny made a request as well. I, I did. For me to request the last yeah. episode, we talked about uh, moody penguins. So she made a very yeah. fashionable moody penguin. We posted that on yeah. the Instagram at Sisters Processing. Uh, I think it was on a story, but if you want to see it again, <laughs> maybe we'll repost it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of, make sure to follow us on Instagram and all our social medias at Sisters Processing and Sisters Process on Twitter. And um, keep in touch with us. DM us. Give us your questions, your thoughts, and uh, what you want to see in future episodes. We'll post clips there as well um, so you can catch the highlights of the pod. So thanks again for tuning in and hanging out. This has been Sisters Processing. 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 Processing.